Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 W. FTL. I'm excited to announce that we found the door plug. They found the door plug! There it is! We were just talking about that. We were just talking about the Boeing 737 MAX plane story with Alaska Airlines. The side of the plane blew out. Well, that was the NTSB chair. Just this morning, Diener, they found the plug. We found the plug. It has landed. Everyone's okay. Now, here's the real story. Where'd they find it? <laughs> yes. In a... In the backyard of a, of a man named Bob. Perfect. <laughs> I was hoping it would be in the backyard of a guy named Bob. Bob's backyard. Of course that's where it was. I'm Bob, and here's the plug. <laughs> I guess he's a teacher or something. Yeah, Probably tried to yeah. take it into uh, show for show and tell today for the children, and the NTSB was like, oh, no, we're taking that, Bob. <laughs> I don't blame him. Teacher out of Portland, Bob. Here's a little bit longer <laughs> explanation of Bob, the plug, the backyard. <laughs> Alaska Air and the NTSB. I'm excited to announce that we found the door plug. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Bob, I will not give you Bob's last name, uh, but Bob contacted us at witness at NTSB.gov with two photos of the uh, door plug uh, and said he found it in his backyard. My gosh. I'm sorry, I have to play that again. Can we please? That was not us going, woo! We didn't even know that was in there. Who was that? I'm excited to announce that we found the door plug. (laughs) (laughs) What? That guy is awesome. Woo! (laughs) Who is that guy? I can't imagine there was a big crowd around watching this press conference. (laughs) I mean, just one guy. Woo! Yeah, I don't know. Outstanding. Okay, here's what else happened. I guess we should give you the background of this story here. So here's what happened. It was a uh, Alaska Air Flights. It happened on Friday. Big story over the weekend, obviously, because of the video that's around out there. It returned to Portland, Oregon, just after takeoff. Big piece of the side of the plane broke off. A lot of people thought it was a door. It was, it's called officially a mid-cabin door plug. That's right. If they wanted to have a door, they could. I guess it's like perforated. I don't know. But that's the part. That's the section of the plane that got sucked out. Unbelievable video. Incredibly calm, uh, you know, passenger... And and crew on this thing. But, yeah, for real. Man, that is just nuts. Became depressurized. Oxygen mass dropped from above immediately. During the search over the weekend, listen to this. The NTSB chair there also said two cell phones that were sucked out of the plane were also found. Also in Bob's backyard? I hope not. <laughs> Could have all been there. He's on there playing games. Yeah. <laughs> that is really nuts. something, though, to find two cell phones. You know, in, right. in, a, in a search area like that, that's that's pretty wild. It is actually. I mean, that, that, that's like a you know, needle in a haystack. Headrests, seat backs, tray wow. table also missing from the plane, but no serious injuries were reported, thank God. I, I had a feeling there was more than that sucked out of that plane. It gets depressurized. That's a lot of air going out of that. Right. Thing. And again, thank God there was someone sitting next to that panel. Or the plug, I guess you could say. Now, we, we know the exact technical term for this thing now. It is not a window. It is not a door. It's not a panel. It's a plug. We uh, found the plug, Bill. 
it's are you telling me this is like one of those prefab buildings? You know, they put them on, they lay out all the concrete, and then they just stick it up. They stick up the wall, and there's like, <laughs> it is. It's almost like perforated. Like if you wanted a yeah. window there, you just punch it out. Right. Or you can have a wall. You have a nice little emergency exit if you'd like. And instead, they had I'm a plug. I'm excited to announce <laughs> that we found the door plug. Boom. There he is. <laughs> got I got to see the video for this press conference. Oh my gosh, how good is this? It's kind of amazing they found it. All right, well, All right, well gonna... now I got the full story now for Jay Ratliff when he comes on. Wow. Maybe that was him. Woo. That was, yes. It was Jay. Jay Ratliff is our aviation expert at 740-ish. We're yeah. going to talk to him after Rapid Fire because it's our Flight 850 segment anyway. So we'll ask him about, like, you know, how. first of all, I want to know how long these 737 MAX planes are going to be grounded for. There's a lot of them out there. That has to cut into the travel schedule for this week. It and has to. This was a big deal uh, a few years ago when these uh, Super MAX planes oh, yeah. were having issues. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It caused a lot of problems. Keep an eye on your Boeing stock today. I don't know. Jeez. Maybe affected. Who the heck knows? All right, what is going on with this? What? This is your conference. Well, no, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't I shouldn't mind read here, but it should be my confirmation, because I've suspected it for three years, that the Pentagon is not talking to the White House. Here's your perfect, crystal clear example. The defense secretary has been in the hospital for several days. And no one knew. No one knew. <laughs> including? <laughs> uh, including Joe. Yeah. Here's the right. NBC report of it. There are new questions tonight about why Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization was kept secret from the public. And as we're learning tonight, secret from the president for several days as well. It comes amid new details that Austin was not only hospitalized this week, but was in the ICU. Uh, hello. Okay, so not only... It was the president not informed of this, and that's bad enough. Also, there's reports out now, Fox had a story that the deputy press, the deputy defense secretary didn't know about it either when she had come back from an overseas that's trip. That's who's supposed to be in charge. That's like the VP not knowing something happened to the president. This is really scary. I mean, it's you know, you don't want to start off Monday with scary news, but that's that frightens me. I don't th- I know they weren't really communicating. No one's talking to each other with this. And it also tells me Joe's not in charge. There's no way. Because somebody knew, just not right. him. Somebody made a conscious decision to say, don't tell Joe. Lloyd's in the hospital. This sounds like, honestly, the more I look into this right now, this sounds like a Lloyd Austin call. Well, he's starting to, he made some some kind of a statement, or his office did too, that I could have done a better job uh, communicating. Yeah, you think? I mean, it's one thing to hide it from the president, right? Where he doesn't find right. out for almost a week. It was about five days in between where he didn't even know right. his defense secretary was in the ICU. But then you also hide it from your, you know, the person right beneath you, the, the deputy, you know, secretary of defense, defense secretary. They didn't know. But a guy that that's that high profile can even. Keep that under wraps without even the press knowing? Somebody what in his, hospital? Uh, Walter Reed? I guess, right? I mean, we can only assume. But somebody yeah, under I, him. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's something. That, I mean, that decision was made from Lloyd Austin's camp, if you will. Sure. For for no one to find out. How, that, that, that is intentional. I'm sorry. That's. That doesn't just, that's not by accident where you don't tell the president for five days no one knows that you're in the hospital for, for a week. That that is intentional. It's not like, oh, by the way, uh, you know, you know, Lloyd Austin there, he's he's in the ICU. Sorry, sorry, I forgot to tell you. Hey, did you hear about Lloyd? No. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You know, this isn't like somebody you work with in a cubicle. This right. is the defense secretary of the most powerful nation on earth, and nobody knew. <laughs> and now they're saying this is a quote now from uh, the Pentagon, I guess. Oh yeah. 
They're saying someone's head has to roll. Yeah, okay. Right. Over this. That's yeah. what they're saying. Somehow Trump's at fault. Right. <laughs> oh, by the way, he's all upset about it. He he was the first one I had seen going right after Lloyd Austin for this. He blamed him first and foremost. He would know. Maybe maybe it's his head who's going to roll. Yeah. Maybe they say, hey, this is inexcusable. You're out. I don't know. We'll have Trump's reaction to that coming up. We'll get to that uh, little college football championship game preview, too. That's coming up tonight. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk about that next as well. Uh, Jen's coming back tomorrow. There's Dina on Bill, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, I tell you what, with this Lloyd Austin story, which is getting crazier and crazier. It is. Like, literally, every break, something gets crazier with this. Uh, he's come out with a statement. He's the defense secretary. He was in the hospital. May, may pop, there's how bad it is. You still don't know whether he's in the hospital still or not. So that that's still being kept under wraps. Right. The worst part of it is, though, apparently didn't tell anybody, and nobody found out in the actual administration in the White House. Joe Biden didn't know. Not to repeat this, but let's play the NBC News report again, because he explained it better than I could. There are new questions tonight about why Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization was kept secret from the public, and as we're learning tonight, secret from the president for several days as well. It comes amid new details that Austin was not only hospitalized this week, but was in the ICU. Statement from the Defense Secretary says, I could have done a better job communicating. You think? Yeah. (laughs) This is intentional, man. I'm sorry. This isn't this, you know, something like that doesn't slip your mind for five to seven days. No, you're right. It's intentional from their part. And it's, I don't know, it's like derelict of duty from the administration's part, too, because this story has kind of changed now. It's like, this is shocking. No one's in charge. How can this happen? The lack of communication. And then the focus this morning seems to be on Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary himself. It's like, what do you mean he didn't tell anybody? Well, it's right, because it's not only that, he didn't only hide it from the president, but he hid it from the person right below him, the deputy Defense Secretary. She apparently came back from an overseas trip and was not told that you're you're the one in charge right now. So, uh, like, essentially, they hide this information and no one was in charge of the defense of this country as far as, you know, Defense Secretary responsibilities are concerned. So if because God, they, they yeah. didn't tell anybody. So if he's in a hospital bed, or worse, God forbid, if something happened, who makes the call? Right. Boy, what a mess. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So Trump jumped on this right away last night, and he pointed. This is the first angle I saw on this, pointing it right to Lloyd Austin. Because my first image of this thing was, that, boy, the poor guy's sick. He probably figured, hey, there's a po- protocol here. The office will alert the White House and vice yeah. versa. No, no. Somebody made a conscious decision not to tell Joe Biden. For days. Trump pointed it right at Lloyd Austin. He says, failed Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin should be fired immediately. Improper professional conduct, dereliction of duty. He's been missing for a week. Nobody knows, including his boss, Crooked Joe, had a clue where he was or he might, or might be. Oh. And this was as, as of last night. No one and then knew. he went on to his performance and he took shots at General Mark Milley and sure. Afghanistan and all that stuff. But there's a lot of people responsible for this. And it's all bad. Yeah, that's true. Right. There's like there's like no redeeming quality here. No, no none. What is happening between when it when it comes to like the channels of communication between Pentagon and, I, and and the president. We've seen it before, where there are whole massive departments not talking to each other. And this is the this is all I I don't can't speak for anybody else. This is all I needed, Diener, uh, to know that, that Joe Biden's not pulling the strings here. It's somebody else. Listen, somebody I get it, man. No, well, I'm with you. It's not him. And I hate to sound so doom and gloom, but I mean, just honestly, like on a serious note, God forbid something serious happens. Right. Some type of you know again, God forbid attack, whatever it might be. You're telling me, can we depend on the Department of Defense 
to properly communicate with all the proper channels if something awful, if something serious happens in this country? Well, maybe they're really good in an attack. Oh, maybe. Maybe all of a sudden Lloyd Austin pops out of bed and he's like, I got it. I'm good. We're nope. good. We're fine. They're gamers. We're fine. Yeah. Other than that, I, don't, I really don't know. No, it is concerning. And even though it's scary, you got to talk about it because, you know, pressure has to be put on them to make them aware that you can't have this. Man. It's unreal, man. Again, I go through, and I'm sorry for the constant Trump comparisons, but can you imagine? I mean, we've heard stories of the Trump organization. You change one thing and didn't let him know about it, you're gone. Right. That's just it. Because he was in charge. He fired people for screwing up the menu at Mar-a-Lago. That's right. <laughs> I mean, come on. You you put my steak medium rare, out. Get, Get out. You're done. And, and I want ketchup. <laughs> Where's my cat? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? All right, that's scary. Let's talk yes. about better stuff. You ready? I'm ready. Football. Good. I'm, I'm intentionally staying away from talking about football with you from last night. I understand. I want to talk about football tonight. Good. Oh, there it is. Yes. Give me college football. Yes. Lift my spirits to college. Now, I'm really looking forward to this personally, and I'm way less of a college football fan than you are. You're a diehard. But even, even I'm in on this thing. Sadly, though, it's going to wrap up what I think has been a pretty awesome college football season. Michigan, Washington. This is it. For all the marbles. And this is actually, if I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this, but this is like an early game, I believe. I know it's before 9. I was happy about that. I think it's 8? We're looking at a 7.30 kickoff, Bill. 7.30? 7.30. I better take a nap now. I, lo- <laughs> I love that. I actually, I'm actually surprised it's before 8 o'clock because, you know, you talk about Washington fans, obviously, you know. 4.30, so you better get off work early there in Washington if you want to get home and see the game on time. That's outstanding, though. No, I love that. That means this game's going to be over around 10, 10.30. That's oh, fantastic. That's great news. That's awesome. Instead of staying up until like 12.30 watching the game. I think this is going to be great. First of all, I think, well, Michigan's an inter- interesting team. I mean, Jen's, if they win, Jen's going to be grumpy tomorrow because, yes. you know, it's not Ohio State. That's right. But still... <laughs> They're interesting because they had the cheating allegations, but uh, uh, that team rallied around Harbaugh like I've never seen a team. They used it as a rallying cry. They did, and you and I said this, and Jen didn't like it, but no, we, we we called this back in early November, I would say late October. It was something special. There was, that's right. They, we could see how they were rallying around Harbaugh. Yeah. They came together as a team through yeah. all these different allegations and everything, and now here they're on the national championship game. I think they win, man. Like. I'm I'm sticking with with my pick. I think Michigan wins. Washington is a great team. Michael Penix is an absolutely outstanding quarterback, and he's a great leader. See, that's the other thing I want to see because potentially, I mean, the Pats have the number three pick. That's right. The yeah, season right. Was, was so bad. They may be picking him, and I want to see how he does again. Right. And a major pressure pack national game. It doesn't get any bigger. I mean, he's had a great it. season. He was a Heisman nominee. I mean, no, it, there's a lot of implica- you know implications to this. And I, and I said it like we said after the the uh, quarterfinals, the semifinals. I hate to say it, you may be mad as a Florida State fan. They got it right. Oh, they did. Yeah, I mean in the at, in the end they did. Yeah, when you watch those two games, Michigan oh, Alabama. Yeah. I mean, come on, that was incredible. And then you know Washington and Texas coming down to the end where Texas had a shot at the end and Washington oh, yeah. stopped them. No, it was it was the four best teams. Mm. And now. We're going to get a true national champion tonight. One team's going to be five, uh, five and zero, fifteen and zero. Oh, that's right. They're both. Both of them are fourteen and zero. Coming forgot into about this game. that. That's right. No losses. So, wow. Michigan, by the way, in case you, if, if you you know follow these things and you're interested, they are at a four and a half point favorite tonight, going up against Washington. I think that's too much. I think this I is a know. close game. I, I think Michigan wins by a field goal. 
When's the you would know? When's the, they didn't play each other in the last couple of years? Did they these two no, programs? Not for a while. It just doesn't happen. That that's another thing is a rare matchup. This is like an old Rose Bowl matchup. You wow. know, Pac-10. Yeah. Or it's going away. Pac-12 against Big 10 type thing. It's been a while. I'm actually I'm really looking forward to this. No, it's going to be great. I mean, it's, usually with a national championship game, I'm like, ah, okay, right. Well, let's see. Like last year was kind of eh, yeah. Georgia TCU. Like right. you know, Georgia destroyed them. The competition wasn't great. This is by you know two best teams in college, best talent, best coaches. Speaking of which, mm. Jim Harbaugh is the you know we spoke at Harbaugh. That's kind of the other subplot here. There's talk that he leaves after this game and goes back to the NFL. Why? I don't know. I don't think he should. Brother coaches the Ravens. He knows that you have a much better deal. Remember what Steve Spurrier said? It's much better coaching college football. You are a god on that camp. Like, there's gods of college football. You work half as much. Right. You get paid more. You get paid more. Kids listen to you. Yes, that's right. I don't know. I mean, there's 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 Nick Saban, right? In the old days, it was Joe Paterno and Bobby right. Bowden, you know, and, and Bear Bryant and all these guys, Shem Beckler and Woody Hayes. Like... Why bother? You mentioned Spurrier. Yeah, I mean, I know. he was he was like the big man on campus there at UF for a while before he left for Washington. I don't know. You're, maybe you're, he wants to go out if they win a championship. Maybe he wants to go out. I maybe. I mean, you're you're your alma mater, and it's like you got it pretty good. If I had my choice, if I was in that that realm, I'd stay in college. I would too. But they're saying maybe he goes to the Chargers. Wow. Well, we'll see. It is. By the way, and we'll cover a little bit of this coming up in rapid fire here in just a couple of minutes. They call it Black Monday for coaches Ooh. in the NFL. They already had one firing. We had one go down already. We already had one, and that was like, <laughs> gosh. I don't think he left the locker room. Let me show the Dolphins game was over last night before he got, <laughs> this guy got fired. No, it was. Oh, what? Oh, no, no, it was like, it was, I think it was before the game. Oh, geez. No, I saw this tweet like, like yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Anyway. The week wasn't even over. We've got that and some headlines coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. One more day at 66%. We'll have full power tomorrow when Jen's back. One more day of vacation, but there's Diener on Bill. We'll we'll plug away. And speaking of plugs, they found (laughs) the plug. Yes, sir. (laughs) Talking about the Alaska Air (laughs) Boeing 737 Max. A couple of minutes. Right after Rapid Fire, we're going to talk to Jay Ratliff for our Flight 850 segment. Good day to talk to him to mm-hmm. find out what is up with this. They have grounded all Boeing, Boeing 737 MAX planes throughout all airlines to make sure this doesn't happen again. But a side piece, not exactly a door. We thought it was a door at first. A side plug, they call it, blew out the side of the plane. Nobody was hurt. And they found the plug. 
They, <laughs> you heard it in the ABC News report there, bottom of the hour, in the backyard of a school teacher named Bob. Sure did. All right. <laughs> Here was the NTSB announcement of uh, when they actually found the plug. They were very, ex- oh, they were very excited about this. You, are you ready? Yeah. Wait a second. Where's my, uh, where's my thing? No. Where did it go? Hold on. Here it is. <laughs> I'm excited to announce that we found the door plug. And then the guy went, woo! <laughs> I love that guy just in the background. Literally, this one dude goes, woo! And then they found two cell phones that got sucked out of the plane, too. A couple of headrests. They didn't find those, but they found they found cell phones from thousands of feet above, it fell. Could you imagine if they still worked? And then you find out, you know, like, what case they had on their phone. You talk about a great endorsement. Oh, my God. They should put that in an ad. Oh, my gosh. Or it's like one worked, the other one didn't. Apples, right. apples. Tim Cook's like, the Apple iPhone 14 Max worked after falling out out of the plane with the plug. We, we told you the new phone was stronger with titanium. Samsung did not. <laughs> or probably be vice versa. I don't know. But that's uh, we'll get Jay's uh, take on the thing. How long are these planes going to be grounded as they look at all the issues? These are the ones that had issues before for a different thing. I think it was right. electronics. So Yeah, that's know. right. We'll find out. Boy, what a story, though. Yeah. Well, the NFL script writers have, uh, have outdone themselves. Oh, well. here we go. The, the playoff picture is in. <laughs> <laughs> the teams are, are slated now. Everything is ready to go. We have our playoff schedule. Are you ready? All right, let's go. All right, so here's what the NFL script writers came up with. And the first game, Saturday 4.30, is the Browns and the Texans. So you might be thinking to yourself, what's the big deal You know, the, the big deal there? Well, Deshaun Watson came from Houston, got That's traded right. to Cleveland. That's right. So don't forget about that. Now, Deshaun Watson isn't playing because he's injured. Yeah, and they're, they're both better off for it. Joe Flacco comes to Cleveland. He's kicking butt. Isn't it amazing? And they're so much more likable with him. I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely. It's just star. He's a yeah. good story. Oh, he's a great story. He was on his couch playing with his kids, and now he's <laughs> he's a quarterback from the Browns in the playoffs. That's awesome. It's just fantastic. So that is the wild card game. The Houston Texans ended up winning their division, by the way. The Jaguars didn't make the playoffs. What a turnaround for Houston. Good Goodness for gracious. Yeah, good for them. And then the 8 o'clock game, we know the Dolphins, well, they pulled the Dolphins last night and lost at home when they had a chance to win the AFC East Championship. So they dropped from potential 2 to 6. Yep. Now they got to now they got to go on the road. That's correct. So no 2 seed. The Bills get the 2 seed. Dolphins go down to 6 and have to go to Kansas City to play in zero-degree weather. That game is going to be at 8 o'clock on Peacock, by the way. People are outraged by this. Yeah. Because now, if you don't have it, you gotta get some type of free trial or whatever. It's not gonna be on TV. People Only don't way like you can that. See it, it's they, on Peacock. They don't like that streaming service either. But boy, it what is a, not popular. What a coup for NBC though for the Peacock app. That you, all the big names here. Tyreek going up against his former team in the Chiefs. I know they gave him a big game. Right, Mahomes and Tua and Kelsey, all this stuff at Arrowhead. So that's an eight o'clock game Saturday night at Arrowhead. The rest of it, uh, Steelers Bills. That's Sunday at one o'clock. Packers Cowboys is another fantastic matchup in the first round. Hey, that's, by the way, the Bills now they get because they won the division. They get that. That's a home game for them. That's then. a home game, right? So the Pittsburgh has to go to Buffalo, uh, and then if they win that one, they get another home game because they get those two home games as uh, a two seed. Right. Oh wow, yeah, unreal. And then the Cowboys-Packers is a classic, you know, playoff matchup. That's 4-30 in Dallas. The Rams and the Lions, again, another incredible story here. They've swapped quarterbacks a few years ago. Yeah, that's right. Matt Stafford leaves the Lions, goes to the Rams, wins a Super Bowl. The Rams send Jared Goff over to the Lions, and now they're going to play each other in Detroit. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Unless you can. I'm actively rooting for Detroit this year. I love it. I think they're a great great. story. Yes, I love that. And then the first round finishes off on Monday night. 
with the Eagles against the Buccaneers. The Eagles, after all of that great season they had, they ended up being a wild card team and had to go to Tampa Bay in the first round. Bad time to start stinking. Boy, oh boy. So there's your your first round schedule there. It's going well, to be a great playoff. See how it ends. And of course, the 49ers and Ravens have the bye. I'll stick with the NFL for a quick second. They call this Black Monday. After the regular season is done oh. and teams that aren't in the playoffs fire coaches. This happened... I'm not kidding you. I think this is before the Dolphins kick off last night, the Sunday night game. I really think so. Because I saw this early yesterday that he was gone and confirmed. Falcons wasted zero time. A fired head coach, Arthur Smith, finished 7-10 for the third straight season. Uh, He was hired in uh, 2021. He was a previous assistant with Tennessee and Washington. And so it begins. That's the first domino to fall. We may actually hear this. uh, uh, Bill Belichick's last press conference of the season may be forever with the Patriots. I don't know. It may happen today. There was all kinds of speculation. Based on Jay Glazer saying he thinks (laughs) this is the end of the run, they reported this. uh, Chris Myers on Fox did the Pats game, Pats-Jets game, as it was fact, like he's gone. Like, he had him packed in the car already gone. And he yeah. may be, but, I mean, it wasn't confirmed. Right, right. No, that, that's correct. There's no confirmed reports. It's just, what are they going to do? What is Bob Kraft going to do? 24 years as the head coach there for the Patriots. Do, um, what do you think? What does your gut tell you? My gut tells me he's, he's wrapping it up. Yeah. But if he is gone, if he's going to another team, he's under contract, get a pick for him. Yeah, that's true. Right. Don't just don't just give it away. And Bob, right. don't, Bob doesn't do the nice thing. Well, we want to do the right thing and let him make... No. Get value if you're going to do that. You would think so. My hope, though, you keep Bill, still a great game day coach. Sure. He needs a GM. If he's right. not willing to do that to give up personnel power, then he's got to go. Boy, it's going to be fascinating. This, this Fascinating story with that team, though, because I've had to watch them all year. Right. They did not quit on him. No. And he turned that. That defense is elite. Yeah, with, though, they're with, really good. They're basically a medical unit at this point. He turned that into, that's a good defense. So I don't know. I don't know. It'll be one of the many storylines heading into Wild Card Weekend and into the offseason. Need some kind forward. of change, though. Well, we'll finish off here with weather, Bill. Weather. Yes, that's, that's where we're going because this is going to get extreme this week. So I'm just going to throw this out here on a Monday. They're looking at possible, uh, I hate to say like a tornado outbreak in the south, but they're talking like Ooh. Mississippi, Alabama, and maybe even portions of northern Florida and, and southern Georgia. Nasty. Some tornadoes today or tomorrow. And then this... This Arctic air is coming down from Canada. We talked about the Dolphins playing in zero degrees in Kansas City on Saturday night. It's because of this cold front that's coming down. It is going to get so bitterly cold in a huge portion of the country during the week. You're talking like negative temps, wind chills of possibly, get this, negative 70 in in like Montana and like, you know, North Dakota, places like that. It's going to be ridiculous, like frozen, just this, this blast of frozen air is going to come through Boy, a huge portion of the country this week. I tell you, global warming. We better ban gas stoves for that one. <laughs> Stop eating meat. Stop eating yeah. meat, yeah. Gotta eat bugs. On to the bugs. So, watch that. Uh, later in this week, it's, it's going to kind of like develop midweek yeah. into the weekend, which is going to cause that, you know, sub-zero temperatures uh, for the Dolphins game Saturday night. Can you imagine if they beat the Chiefs in zero-degree weather yeah, in a playoff game? something. That would be unheard of. That would be something. I guess anything's weather possible. Weather is just wow. Yeah, it was mild for a while, but now they're getting now they're getting the real stuff. No, we're getting. It's going to be crazy 
during the uh, week toward the end of the week. All so right. watch out for that. Speaking of crazy, we're going to talk to this guy coming up next. He's not crazy. The story is Flight 850, our aviation segment with Jay Ratliff, our expert. we got to find out what's going on with these Boeing 737 MAX planes when the side panel blows out. Everybody's okay, but what, what could have caused it and how long are those planes grounded? Jay's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshing noise and all the air masks dropped. Just kind of sit there. It's not anything I have any control over. And it's just wait and see what happens. How calm is that guy in good forum? But it seemed to be like a pretty calm cabin of crew and passengers when this thing happened. It was the Boeing 737 MAX plane. More about them in a second. Uh, Alaska Air, shortly after takeoff from Portland. And the side thing, which is called the the mid-cabin door plug, pulled out. Everybody thought it was a door at first. It was the plug. If you wanted a door, well, you just punch this thing out. Yeah, we learned that this morning. You know, it was like perforated. You know, just, you know, if you want a door there, you know, like, <laughs> like a prefab home. Everybody's an airline expert today. Now, we all know about a, the, the, the door plug. Exactly. <laughs> now we know. Well, a... Mid-cabin door plug. Oh, well, yes, excuse me. You know, that's the most creative name they could come up with. But we are happy to report, they found the plug! Yay! All right, perfect time to talk to this guy about it. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, well, Jay, good morning. Thanks for coming on. And I guess our new greeting is every time we talk to you, I'm going to say, Jay, how's your mid-cabin door plug? <laughs> well, we're following the mid-cabin door plugs manufacturer stock this morning, SBR for sure. Right. Uh, it's not it, It's not doing very well. But, yeah, it's, uh, I tell you, you, you talk about, uh, we, we've talked about some anxious moments on flights over the years. But, I mean, you're cruising along and all of a sudden you, you lose something the size of, I don't know, a refrigerator or an exit door that you you know how it goes and uh it just yeah unbelievable uh, what the passengers on board that flight went through and uh, that aircraft seats i think 178 people yeah they had 171 passengers on board and how how fortunate were we that no one was seated in that window seat exactly no i mean we lost a couple of phones i guess there were a couple of uh headrests and that's it but boy did that work out for the best it did because uh, one of the things that we were anytime you have a rapid decompression like that there's a couple of things you worry about uh, obviously if, if someone is seated near it if it's a large enough gap uh, if they don't have their seat belt on with the rush of wind that is going to be leaving that aircraft it creates quite the suction out of the airplane it'll take anything anybody with it uh, you also have the situation where if you've got uh, an, a tablet or something like that that's coming back from row 17 and you're yeah. row 26, it can smack you upside the head uh, with some pretty good velocity as it's exiting the airplane. So there's all kinds of injuries and, and dangers that exist in a situation like that. And, of course, uh, once the decompression took place, automatically the oxygen mask uh, deploy. And, uh, fortunately, they were at 16,000 feet and climbing at the time it happened. So they only had to drop it down to right around 10,000 feet uh, where the oxygen mask would no longer be required. But uh, the cabin crew did a good job of keeping the the people safe or as far as calm. Because in a situation like that, passengers look at the flight attendants. And if the flight attendants look worried, passengers get worried. But if the flight attendants look calm, it just sets everything at ease. 
And that's exactly what the, those men and women are trained to do, which is, again, why, in fact, I wrote a piece for The Hill in uh, Washington, D.C. last week about uh, stop asking flight attendants to work for free because they don't get paid during the time that people board or get off of an aircraft on many airlines. And that's crazy. Even though they're in a safety position, yeah. they do a great job, and this is just another indication. Yeah, it really did. They seemed to, Everybody seemed to be calm, and that has to point right to the flight attendants. It has to. But the big question most people have this morning, Jay, you know, we're all selfish. How does it affect our plans? We know that the Boeing <laughs> 737 MAX plane has been grounded, as it should be, to look at this. First of all, it's a different problem than what they were looking at a couple of years ago or last year. And secondly, when a, a certain type of plane across all airlines is grounded, how long does that usually take? Well, it, it depends on the nature of the grounding. Now, the last time the Boeing MAX was grounded, uh, that aircraft was grounded for a period of two years as they were working out that uh, uh, the uh, MCAS system on board that aircraft, plus right. several other things that had to be addressed. This particular grounding that was ordered by the Federal Aviation Administration is only for the Boeing 737 MAX 900 series. Mm, that's okay. the only uh, Boeing MAX that's been uh, grounded at this time. And there's only two airlines affected, Alaska Airlines and United. Uh, Alaska Airlines has 65 of these aircraft. Uh, United has 79. And right now the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, has begun their investigation. They're going to look at Boeing to see if there's any issues with Boeing. Uh, they're going to look at the maintenance records of this airplane that's only been in service for 10 weeks. They're also going to look at, uh, as I mentioned, that SPR, the uh, Spirit Aerospace Systems that manufactured that door. And then they're going to look at uh, how it was put in. And I can tell you from some of the people that I've talked to in the industry for certain airlines that have these types of airplanes have indicated in the past when they look at this specific part of the aircraft, they are seeing untorqued hardware. That's a term that's used <laughs> by mechanics when you have a bolt or something that's not been secure. You didn't screw it in. Uh, all the way. And oh. we've already seen Boeing in the last couple of weeks where they've had a, a maintenance directive to look at certain bolts that were loose or missing that had to do with the flight control system. So this is not a first for Boeing. And it may very well be, and again, the investigation just begun, but they're going to look at this to see if this was a problem with Boeing not securing that part of the aircraft as they should. And uh, yeah, I don't know how many more times Boeing has to drop the ball before the government comes down hard on them. They were fined, obviously, over the Boeing Max situation. Right. Guys, it was a slap on the wrist. It was nothing. I mean, people should have went to jail for what took place as far as them trying to hide the facts from passengers, airlines, and the public, and the FAA, and that wasn't the case. But, uh, yeah, we'll see where the investigation leads. This kind of speaks to both of your areas of expertise. You talked about the the stock of the company that makes that uh, mid-air, uh, mid-cabin door plug. Typically, what happens to the stock of a company like Boeing when something like this happens? Well, it depends. I mean, obviously, uh, in fact, I can take a quick look right now, but I mean, most of the time you'll see both of the stocks down. Uh, Boeing's down about 8% this morning, trading at $238 a share. SIPR's down $26, or down to 26 down about 17%. Uh, it, right now, it's nothing but fear. People are worried right. about, okay, if it's Boeing's fault, they could get sued, blah, blah, blah. And is this a indication of a bigger problem that could cause the stock to drop further? And it's the same thing with the SPR. It's Right now, just a lot of speculation as people are trying to determine, hey, who's at fault here? Uh, but if you look at track records, and I'm not suggesting that we do that, 
But the track record with Boeing is sloppy workmanship, getting in a hurry, not having the proper supervision to make things happen. There was a time years ago they got rid of a step in the process where they had a supervisor looking over someone's work. They started doing self-checks. That meant you were the supervisor, so no longer an extra set of eyes on the situation. You graded your own paper, so to speak. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing and a great job. <laughs> that's insane. Uh, when, when you talk about safety, when you start cutting corners or reducing steps for the sake of trying to build a, a faster airplane to get yeah. it on sale faster, you're cutting corners. Boeing used to lead the world in safety. After that Boeing Max situation, the confidence for many of people in Boeing went out uh, he'd be out the window in this situation, but that's exactly where it went because they no longer can trust Boeing to be the, the airline manufacturer, aircraft manufacturer that they have been in the past. All right, we got a couple of good uh, videos because there's plenty of them from inside the cabin of that particular Alaska Airlines flight. We're going to have that on the morning show blog, 850wftl.com, and attach Jay's audio from right now onto that. But uh, wow. Thanks for the insight, pal. Hopefully, we'll, when we talk to you in another in uh, uh, seven days from right now, we'll have more details on this and well, you know, things last will be cleared week up. This time, I'm think, I think we've been talking about the Japan Airlines flight. Well, we had something else happen, so yeah, yeah who knows what's going to happen in a week. Well, hopefully, it'll be all a boring week, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, boy. All right, pal. We'll talk to you in a week. Thanks for the insight, as always. Thanks. Thank you. All right. We've got some more headlines coming up next, including how come the defense secretary's been in the hospital and didn't tell anybody or nobody knew? That's a good question. And also, <laughs> you may have had a wheels-off weekend not getting naked and jumping into the aquarium at Bass Pro Shop's wheels-off, though. <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? Well, you hear about this guy. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. And then chose to light a match on January 6th and then did nothing for a time. As Maine's top election official from a few days back, Secretary of State Sheena Bellows made that decision to take Trump off the ballot in Maine. Hmm. That's in the court fight now. We know about Colorado. Massachusetts just made a recent decision to try to take him out. And it all heads to the Supreme Court. Tomorrow, Trump starts to make his argument. A lot of this stuff gets very heady. It's it's legalese. Obviously, it's it's over a lot of our heads. I'm going to bring on right now, Diener. Uh, I think somebody can really help out with this. He is uh, the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, J. Christian Adams, on to talk about this, where it goes from here, what it means for all of us. First of all, uh, J. Christian, thanks for being here. appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. This is, well, let's start off with this. Unprecedented. <laughs> we, it's a, yeah. an area where I think a lot of us, and, and even you, have not really faced before. Did you ever expect we'd actually reach this point, though? Did you, you know, did, looking back over the past few years, and did you think lawfare was going to be one of the re, one of the ways they would try to take Trump out of the off the playing board, so to speak? Well, no, because this is what they do in the Soviet Union, isn't it? And like Venezuela, is they bureaucrats uh, let their personal hatred of of the other side mm. uh, affect their decisions. And in America, we treasure the right to vote for a candidate of choice. We don't play games with who's on the ballot. But so I, I, I guess it did surprise me. In the name of democracy, that's what's amazing. Since this happened, since Colorado, then we had Maine, Massachusetts percolating up to. It seems to be anyway, you know, we pay attention to uh, the wording of everything. It seems to be save democracy. Seems to be all the speeches, all the same wording 
as they as they talk about these cases. There couldn't be anything less democratic than taking your political opponent off a ballot, though, and not letting people have a choice to vote. Yeah, it's out of the Ministry of Truth, isn't it? I mean, this is straight up Orwellian. We're going to save democracy by killing democracy. Uh, it, it's 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 amazing because. You know, what we argue, you talk about it being heavy legalese. It's real simple. We have a right to vote for who we want, and the Constitution defines what the qualifications are for president, Mm -hmm. period. It doesn't go – Sheena Bellows in Maine, Jenna Griswold, Secretary of State of Colorado, they don't get to make these decisions. The Constitution already made them. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's more, you know, in general, and this is kind of putting you on the spot because who knows? Why, who knows? We can't project forward and how this is going to be received and if you want to go by polls. But when people start to weaponize, you know, the elections process like this, when this happens, you know, generally, and especially I would say independents, don't take to that too kindly. If you were to project ahead and to see what kind of backlash this is going to have. It certainly hasn't hurt Trump in the polls so far, if you want to take the polls for what they're worth. Do you think this actually helps him in the long run? Yeah, it is helping him because it shows us what we're up against mm. as far as lawlessness in the elite bureaucracy. I mean, this is destabilizing for the country. Right. It's never been done before. It, it, it it's, it's unleashing a whirlwind that, that they're going to have to reap because, because we don't do this in we don't remove people from the ballot uh, using our petty power, that we give people the right to vote. And so this is very destabilizing. It's not happened in the country. Uh, it, it, it has the risk of tearing us further apart, and that'll be a real shame. So Trump goes to, well, he'll, it's a big courtroom week for him. Uh, he's going he's gonna to use uh, presidential immunity quite a bit, and I think we're going to hear that term quite a bit. What is the power of presidential immunity when it comes to his court cases this week? Well, you know, that, that's a harder issue because the Supreme Court has, uh, has really defi- uh, uh, restricted uh, for example, executive privilege. That's yeah. just one. It's not literally presidential immunity, but it, and and frankly, in the case of U.S. v. Nixon, uh, the Supreme Court uh, limited uh, presidential immunity for criminal liability to a great degree. I mean, it, it uh, you know the the famous case of Nixon um, was decided by the Supreme Court and uh, is not very helpful. Uh, in general, and uh, by the way, Jay Christian Adams from uh, on with us right now talking about the uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation, but you're also a former DOJ at- attorney. If I can ask you about that portion of your life for a quick second, you know, I think a lot of people get the sense that those at the top are very weaponized. You know, how about how about people that are just working their way through that particular system and those that try to try cases and they want to do the best for their country? What if you were to look back at the state of the Department of Justice overall? I mean, is it as weaponized as we think, or this is just really what we see at the top? No, 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 no. The top isn't the problem; it's the bottom. Really, the 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 bottom is far more radicalized than the top. Is that the right? Top, oh my gosh! I listen, I whole wrote a whole book about this called Injustice. the The bottom is far more radical than the political appointees. They're the ones who drive things. It's not Merrick Garland. It's it's uh, it's people like Daniel Freeman down mm-hmm. in the voting section, name you've never heard, who who has immediate day uh, day to day hands on control of this. Uh, it doesn't reach Merrick Garland usually. The the mischief is being done at the lowest levels. 
Um, and so, you know, that's what you need to fear is the permanent entrenched bureaucracy you can't fire that are radical ideologues and uh, very often lawless. And I wrote a whole book about this called Injustice, and it's only mm-hmm. gotten worse since I wrote the book. You've got you know, what's been interesting through this election cycle is Trump has always talked about, you know, quote unquote, cleaning up the Department of Justice. Now you've got somebody like Vivek Ramaswamy. It sounds like he wants to go even further. Is this just campaign talk or can they really do anything? As you said it right there, they're entrenched. What can they do? Yeah, it's 100 percent campaign talk by Ramaswamy. He doesn't have any idea about the civil service laws. Uh, he doesn't have any idea about how to – I mean, this is sort of what happened to Trump in 16, right? Mm-hmm. He he talked about doing this, and then he ran into a buzzsaw right. with the bureaucracy. So you might as well you – know, you can discount what, what Ramaswamy is saying because he doesn't have a clue. And trust me, I'm no, I'm, no, I'm no fan of the bureaucracy. I'm just calling it like it is. And you can't go in there and just think you're going to change things because they are very skilled. They have decades of experience of chewing up – reformers at the top. They know how to do it. There's a code. There's a system. There's a methodology of diffusing efforts of reform. I watched it firsthand. I wrote a book about it. Uh, And so uh, do not think you can just say, I'm going to reform the Department of Justice and it works. If you were to look back as we wrap up here, J. Christian Adams, when do you think it got as bad as it is right now, the Department of Justice overall, at the bottom, like you're saying? Because when we're talking about the swamp, that's what we mean. Well, look, in the 90s and early 1000s, there were cases like Johnson v. Miller, which is a radical decision to not approve Georgia's congressional redistricting. Mm-hmm. It always simmered below the surface. But the real change happened in '09 when Obama came into office. All of the robots woke up. They had their progressive king and their champion, their leader. Right. And they, they, they unleashed what was their inner desires for the last 20 years. And, and, they, and they really got green-lighted. And I watched it happen because I was there. I was, yeah. I was living it. And that's what the book's about. And so I think Obama is the one who did it. And now they're just they, they're flexing. They know how to do it. They've defeated Trump in his effort to reform the department because there was hardly any effort. Uh, and so they know how to do it, and um, do not think that some guy who's never won office is going to do it. It's amazing, and I think it's only it is amazing as it is. It's scary too going forward. We'd love to have you on again, but thank you for the insight, for especially this, this week, Jay Christian Adams, president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, former DOJ attorney. You're actually the current member, uh, a current commissioner of the U.S. Civil Rights Commission too. Thank you for the insight. We'd love to have you on again. Anytime. Take care. All right. Take care. Well, Diener, that's scary. Yeah, I know, man. It's that that's the reality we face. And that's kind of what we've been talking about, which is, you know, how dirty these these people play. That's fascinating to think about that though. It's it's really coming from the bottom. Yeah, I, it's funny. I never thought about that. Wow. How All that's right. how that works. Speaking of the bottom, bottom level of humanity. How low do you have to go to jump into the aquarium at a Bass Pro Shop? Well, that is the bottom, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I think you could consider this the low, too. How come the, Depart- the Department of Defense had absolutely no idea what's going on with the defense secretary? And you know who else didn't know? The president. And it sounds like they intentionally hid this. All right, we got that more coming up next. The <laughs> Self-Little Morning Show. Keep it here. There are new questions tonight about why Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization was kept secret from the public, and as we're learning tonight, secret from the president for several days as well. It comes amid new details that Austin was not only hospitalized this week, but was in the ICU. Okay. Well then. 
never good. Your defense secretary is sick. It's really bad when you don't tell the president. Never, I've never heard anything like this. You know, like as much as they wanted to throw out the word chaos every day during the Trump years, because they did that every day on the news, oh, every of course, morning. A nation in chaos. Right. Not Tr- like this. Trump administration in chaos. You know, they're always, oh, the infighting, the chaos in the Trump administration. This never happened with Trump, where you had a defense secretary or anybody in a high-ranking position hide the fact that they were in the hospital. I mean, what? That, by the way, that little clip we played to open the segment. We don't usually play like a network news sounder, but that was from the Sunday night main NBC newscast. That was like their opening thing. And they had a great description of it, exactly what's going on. Now we're finding out that he had been in the hospital for a procedure. Something went wrong. Yeah, some type and, of complication. And that's what happened. Now, I can understand if it was like an emergency kind of deal, it's like, you know, they didn't find out right away he's sick. They, right. They get a alert. They, what's the pro? Even if it wasn't up to these individuals to tell their higher ups or even lower uh, uh, personnel, we'll get to that in a second, what's going on. Is there like a procedure in place? Where like if some, I always like assume like if somebody's off duty, like that gets right. alerted and there's a list of a. Sure. Put it on a dry erase board. Who's in? Who's out? Do something. I mean, in in any line of work. I mean, think. Just look at this show here, right? Jen is on vacation, so I'm co-hosting with you. You know what I mean? Like, there's a person. I mean, imagine if we came in one morning and we're like, "Where's Jen? She didn't tell us she was going on vacation." Boy, I guess we got to figure it out. If we have more protocol in the Pentagon, something's (laughs) wrong. That's what I'm saying. So this story has kind of flipped for a little bit, and I think I know the guy who flipped the story. So it's been obviously it's scary and it's wrong and it's. Biden didn't know, but that kind of makes sense. We know now he's not pulling the strings. Right. No, but for did sure. whoever pulls his strings who's really running this administration, did they actually know? The narrative just kind of flipped to responsibility for Lloyd Austin on this, for not telling anybody. And I right. think the guy that started this was Trump, where he put on Truth Social last <laughs> night, failed Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin should be fired immediately. Improper professional conduct, dereliction of duty. Been missing for a week, and nobody, including his boss, Crooked Joe, had a clue. The ha! And he said last night, or where he might be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, man. Like uh, it's amazing. This is I, I. Listen, somebody has to. Uh, well, I'll I'll say what the Pentagon said. According to the reports, people within the Department of Defense are saying heads have to roll on this one. Now, I don't know if that's tough talk. They're just trying to save face. Won't be but him. It, it sounds like it could be. It could be Lloyd Austin because it sounds like this was intentional. This wasn't like a breakdown of communication. They just didn't tell anybody what was going on. So here's the when we talked about the underlings. Here's the Fox had the story. I didn't see it anywhere else. Apparently, the undersecretary, the assistant defense secretary, came back from an overseas trip and didn't know he was not there. That's wild. So was not informed that she was the person in charge holding the keys at the time. And I'm sure that that situation didn't last too long, but still. What, what, what's happening? I mean, just think about, like, in a school. Like, something much more simpler than, than the Department of Defense, okay? You come into your first grade class. Maybe you're a teacher's aide or something. You come into your kindergarten class. Uh, where's Mrs. So-and-so? I don't know. Did anybody know she was going to be out today? And all of a sudden, the teacher's aide, no one tells the teacher's aide that, you know, hey, I'm going to be out today. you got to step up and teach a class. You have no lesson plan. Like, even as simple as something like that in an elementary school, they have a protocol in place where someone tells somebody, hey, I'm out. I can't work. And it, just incredible, man. The, the defense secretary. I mean, we laugh, but it's a serious thing. We need some answers on that. 
is also apparently, Diener, no protocol for when a guy gets naked and oh, jumps no. into the aquarium at Bass oh, Pro no. Shops. <laughs> at least not the location in Leeds, Alabama. This is so bad. You may have had a wheels-off weekend, but yeah. nobody nobody had any kind of weekend like this. It actually happened late last week. 42-year-old guy, George Owens, obviously something wrong there. Yeah. First of all, he crashes his car into a pole in the parking lot. Not a good start. Again, this is Leeds, Alabama. But then he gets out of the car, strips off all his clothes, runs into the store. Imagine that sight. He does a <laughs> cannonball, of course, into the aquarium. Oh, now, I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Then it says, this is the amazing part to me. Later, walks over and doesn't later imply like a few minutes. When I, when I later, that's like five minutes at least. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I'm in there, I'm just I'm still shopping. I'm like, I'm having nothing to do with this. Let me let me buy my hunting clothes and right. be on my way. Or they get the employees. It's like, well, who, who's last hired? Hey, you got to fish him out. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting him out of He's there. Too slippery. Later, walks oh over and stands under a waterfall. Oh no! <clears throat> so you know what it is. And this is why I think I don't. I, I think he had a breakdown. But bad people get naked. Nobody yeah. wants to touch him. No, gosh, no. Uh, police show up finally, I guess, and they catch him. Uh, but before they catch him, he jumped into the water a second time. Oh, jeez! But then he slipped and fell, and he knocked himself unconscious. Well, and then that—that—that's how it ended. Um, I know there's only so much we can say about this video, Bill. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's not pretty. <laughs> No, and it, we have the video up on the blog the, with the blurred out version. Oh, you found a blurred out version? I Good. did. Unfortunately, it's, I saw the non-blurred out version. So did I, and um, I will say there's not much of a difference if it's blurred out or not. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I, I, There's maybe, some type of situation happening. Maybe that was the cause of him going crazy. Maybe. that Or that tank is just really cold. I don't know what's going on. There's fish I'm in sorry. there. <laughs> All right, anyway. I'm sorry. I should grab the uh, Seinfeld thing. I was in the pool. <laughs> I was in the pool. All right, it's enough of good. that. We got rapid fire coming up again, even though Jen's still out until tomorrow. Oh, Dina and I will handle up on that, including included in rapid fire. Did you know we had a moon launch? I, this, again, just, you know, went, went off the radar for me. That was like way too quiet, yes. that thing. All right, that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Rapid Fire rolls on only at 66.6%. Jen's still out. Uh, we're, we're almost whole. We're hobbling home. <laughs> She's coming back tomorrow, by the way. We'll be full power. Don't worry about that. There's Dean on Bill. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering about that Alaskan Airlines story, there's good news. What? 
They found the plug. Good. Let's go to actually the NTSB actual, this morning, actually had a press conference to announce that they found the plug on this thing. Here you go. This is what it sounded like. I'm excited to announce (laughs) that we found the door plug. Thank you, Bob. Bob, I will not give you Bob's last name. Bob. uh, But Bob contacted us at witness at NTSB.gov with two photos of the uh, door plug. Uh, and said he found it in his backyard. She's talking about the <laughs> mid-cabin door plug. She sure is. That's what blew out the side of the plane of an Alaska Airlines flight that had to return to Portland, Oregon soon after takeoff. Uh, Bob called in. He had that. They also found two cell phones that got sucked out of the plane. They found cell Boy, that's a, an amazing search, unless they could do it for GPS location or something. I don't know. Um... Because of this, and by the way, no passengers were hurt. They were incredibly calm. The crew was great. Boeing 737 MAX planes are grounded again so they can take a look at this stuff. They had electronics issues last year, the year before, but they're looking at this now. This is bad news for Boeing and and whoever makes that door plug. Side yeah. plug, I should say, because we all thought it was a door. And Jay Ratliff was talking about that. He said about the manufacturing company who makes that uh, that door plug contraption there. And he said their uh, stock yeah. was, what, down 17% when uh, we spoke to earlier? Yeah. I hope it goes up at some point. But, yeah, it should be down. Jeez, man. And what, it just, like, screw something in, for goodness sakes. Like, can we make sure that something like that is tightened? That's the stuff that worries me. Wow. It's like the mechanical stuff. Hopefully Jen didn't hear about this story while she was away. Oh, I know. (laughs) She'll never fly again. Tell her it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, some breaking news in the NFL, Bill. Oh, God. They didn't fire him, did they? Not yet. No, I'm not going to do it to you again. We did that with Brady back a few years ago. You killed Brady for me. I did. I can't have you killing Belichick. No. As far as I know, that hasn't happened yet, but... We mentioned it. I think the last rapid fire, you said the Falcons fired their head coach, Arthur Smith. I'm telling you, man, that was early. I don't think he had left the building after that game. He was the first one to he go. He was gone. But today's known as Black Monday yeah. traditionally in the NFL because it's the Monday after the regular season ends. And this is where all the teams make their moves and fire their coaches in every other position that That's they right. want to. Well, we'll start here. The Giants, this is kind of like small time. The Giants have fired their offensive line coach and their special teams coach. Oh, wow. They're gone. And then you go over to Washington. Oh, hold on. Let me go to the Panthers first because they fired their general manager. So their owner was in hot water last week, Dave Tepper. Yeah. Because, well, water, no pun intended. He threw a cup of water on a fan during a game. The guy's an idiot. Yeah, he the is. The owner is. He's a bad owner. He's a notorious bad owner. And he fired the coach midseason. During his first year, he fired the head coach halfway through the season. And now he has fired the general manager who's been there for three seasons. So the, the Panthers in a, in a complete rebuild after wow, getting the number wonder, one pick last season. See, this that's interesting now, though. Wow. So they, they fired take their the guy. take the job? Because it can't be somebody who wants complete control because you wouldn't want. That would be a terrible job. Oh, absolutely. To work for that owner? He's oh, no. terrible. Dave Tepper's terrible. But this is a very interesting move by Washington. But you're right. The, the domino effect here is going to be really intriguing to see. Because now Washington has fired their head coach, Ron Rivera. I knew that was coming. Right, so that one was, you know, people were expecting, and you mentioned Belichick, that's one spot people have kind of connected Belichick to if he does leave the Patriots. That's the one I thought was most likely for him. Back in the NFC East. Right. It kind of makes sense. That's a franchise that needs credibility again. Right. And, you know, new owners and everything. Right. So if they do hire Belichick, he will not have full control because apparently the commanders have hired... One of the best minds in sports, he's called. 
two-time, again, Washington <laughs> NFL, two-time NBA executive of the year. Bob Myers has been hired by Washington. All right, that's weird. To, to lead their front office. Oh, Belichick's not going there. <laughs> He'd be like, no, I don't listen to basketball guys. <laughs> Four-time NBA champion Bob Myers. He helped build the Warriors dynasty before stepping down. He went to go work in TV, oh. and now he's in the NFL. Now, what I'm confused about here is, and I might be wrong about this, might be misspeaking, I don't know if he's going to be the GM in Washington, but he's, he's an executive. Uh, so I'm not clear on that report. Next year, the, the commanders are going to try the three-point shot on the field. <laughs> it's just, the quarterback's going to step back and shoot a J. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So he's obviously, whatever he is, he's a big analytics guy. Right, exactly. Wow. That, and that's the main thing. He helps. He says he wants to help build a championship-caliber team in the NFL like he did in the NBA. Well, see, this goes to – so if Belichick does, does go to that, he's willing to give up personnel. Yeah. That's been the argument in New England. GM Bill is killing Coach Bill. Can you just be the coach? And maybe that's what he needs. Uh, wow, I don't know. Well, he can do that in Foxborough still. Right, right. I, I they don't agree know. to that. I don't know what's happening anymore. So, well, there you go. Um, that's that's the word right now in the NFL. I'm just trying to see if anything else broke over the last 30 seconds. But I think that's where we're at right now on Black Monday. Man, hot and heavy. Whew. All right, well, this is going on, too. Did you? This was way too quiet. I know, you know, Jen's always saying it, too. Um, miraculous things are happening in the space industry right now. And yeah. they're like, go by the wayside. It's like we take it for granted. Did you know the first commercial mission to the moon is underway? This, this completely flew under the radar. The uncrewed Peregrine lunar lander lifted off overnight atop United Launch Alliance's new Vulcan Center. Oh! <laughs> From Cape Canaveral, the Vulcan Center. The Vulcan. Aren't they the bad guys? <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, I oh. didn't know this. Oh. The payload inc- uh, includes the cremated ashes of dozens of people set to receive so-called space funerals. Oh, I heard about this. So it's commercial. They talked about actually bringing remains of Martin Luther King Jr. to the moon. Is that right? I didn't know this was connected. I heard something about that. I guess this is this is part of it. Here's the uh, audio from the moon launch. Four, three, we have ignition. And then they do the little speech. And liftoff of the first United Launch Alliance Vulcan rocket, launching a new era in spaceflight to the moon and beyond. Actually, wow. now that I think about it, Spock was a Vulcan, wasn't he? Was he not? Yes, so yes, they that's were right. Good. Okay, is, was, is, this isn't the Klingon four. No, 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 no. Then we've launched Klingons. the Borg. <laughs> that's right. The Vulcans, you know, do the V. That's right. <laughs> well, that's happening. Well, that's pretty amazing. And more good news for the Space Coast, though. That means more money, more jobs, more development. That's fantastic. Absolutely great for Florida. So wow. So hmm. you know, as NASA continues to work on the Artemis missions as well to pe- put you know people back on the moon, yeah, absolutely. Which is in a couple of years, I think. Good news. Well, final tally, Bill from the Golden Globes. I know you were locked in on this last night. Not by choice. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> but award season is here, and I am happy about this though. All kidding aside, because I know you haven't seen it yet, but I saw Oppenheimer in the theater in the theater, and it was. A masterpiece. And you know, I don't throw that, that word out lightly when it comes to the movies. I still want to see it. It was a, a true masterpiece, something that I think is going to be talked about a hundred years from now, the way like Citizen Kane is talked about. Really? I think a hundred years from now, people are still gonna be talking about Oppenheimer. It's that well done. And it showed last night. They led the tally. Five wins for Oppenheimer last night at the, at the Golden Globes, the big winner. Killian Murphy, best actor, Robert Downey Jr., best supporting actor. Christopher Nolan gets his first Best Directing Award. 
which blew my mind from the amount of movies he's directed. A big ones, too, I know. Exactly. And at the end, it won Best Picture. So all the big ones go to Oppenheimer. Barbie, by the way, you know, the whole craze during the summer, Barbenheimer. Oh, yeah. uh, Barbie got two awards. Well, I mean, I got to say, even though I was kind of like trapped, I went up to get a glass of water <laughs> and the game was off and the Golden Globes were on and my spot on the couch was gone. Yeah. So I had to watch the game like on my iPad, but I stuck around and I'm, no, I was keeping an eye on the award show. It felt better than it has in years past. It, it seemed way less woke. There was still a little bit of that, but you got to expect some of that. But it was less preachy. It seemed okay. Hopefully that's a good sign because I do. it's a guilty pleasure for me. I, I enjoy the award shows. Honestly, the Dolphins weren't playing the biggest game in the past 25 years in their franchise history, which they threw up all over themselves and lost. <laughs> if that game wasn't going on last night, I right. would have watched the Golden Globes. Right. I do. I enjoy the award show, was, so I'm, I'm glad it was good. It seemed better. I don't know. Maybe that's a good sign. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. Famous last words. you you got to watch Oppenheimer, though. Got to see it. Got to do it. Well, we know how it ends, sadly. All right, we've got well, uh, we've got some more headlines coming up next, but we got to get to this, too. Okay. <clears throat> they finally came out with an official explanation of what happened at Miami Bayside with the giant police presence. Ah, How the Miami Police Department came about it, though, in a yucky kind of way on Instagram, I don't know about this one. Yeah, they probably could have handled it a little bit better. I think it's actually created more alien conspiracy stories. Exactly, right. Anyway, we got that for you, too. Coming up next, the Self-Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. Dina, I had to check to confirm. Not that I don't believe you. I just was so hopeful that it actually is the truth, and you're right. Yes. The college football championship (laughs) starting tonight. At 7.30? How great is that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Gonna hear that tonight? Let's go. Or is it just that we're old and we're excited that things are on early? That's what it is. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> it could be both of those things. Oh, no, that's great, though, man, because we always talk about that with some of these championship games. Like, why do they start at 9 o'clock? And the college one, was it was getting really bad. Yeah. It was like, the, what was it one a couple of years ago? The kickoff was solid. 9.15. And even with uh, the, the national championship in basketball oh, this past year. Oh, absolutely. Way and, too late. Oh, my God. I think that was actually like a 9.25 start. I'm like, what is it? I didn't actually watch the college basketball national championship. <laughs> I'm like, what is the point of this? It's 9.30 and the game is just starting. I know. It was absurd. It's, uh, I don't know. It's it's just a good. And this includes a West Coast team with Washington taking on Michigan. So they, it's right. a smart move. I think they finally realized, okay, hey, you know what? How do we get more people to watch? Oh, I don't know. Put it on when the put it on when people can watch in the most populous part of the country. How about yes, that? There you go. Seven thirty, beautiful start time. You can have a nice pregame starting all the way up five o'clock when you get home, all the way to seven thirty. Fantastic, and so many storylines with this game. Very excited. Two about great this. teams, two really good quarterbacks, defenses. It's it's the two best teams in in college football. So I cannot wait. Yeah, we're going to be treated with a good one tonight. Cannot wait. Michigan by three. By the way, that's my prediction. Oh, really? Yes. What's the line? Four and a, Michigan's favored by four and a half, so okay. I think Michigan wins, but they don't cover. Yep, sounds about right. That's where I'm going with it. All right, then we got this. So this is a story. Wow, it's week old already. Last Sunday, here was the timeline. Crazy amount of police presence at Bayside in Miami. Oh, geez. I mean, insane amount of cop cars. There were helicopters. There were everything. Initial reports of kids were fighting. There were fireworks shooting at each other. There were maybe some, some theft, something like that. Well, then the story went away. Mm-hmm. It went stone cold silent. Nobody was talking about it until at least Thursday of last week. So when you do that, of course, conspiracy theories are going to pop up. 
And then they had the video of people thought they saw 10-foot aliens. That's right. That didn't help matters at all. Nope. It took at least Miami PD way too long to explain exactly what happened. And then they came out with an Instagram video. The official Miami Police Department Instagram account came out with a little yucky, yucky, hey, we're funny thing that... I'm telling you, I didn't think in, I didn't believe in any conspiracy theories till I saw this video. Yeah, when you start making fun of it, you kind of throw it in people's faces. Then it be, kind of becomes, okay, are you just doing this to you know kind of like redirect? They LOL'd. <laughs> they did. Okay, here's we're gonna have to take a play by play because right. I, I promise you we did not add the music. <laughs> All right, guys. So just to address a few clips that Jeez. are going viral on social media right now. First, our response to that. A uh, big incident in Bayside Marketplace. You hear it? The creepy alien music in the back? I That's theirs. I think we actually have that in our little library here. That's what we call it, creepy alien music. That's right. Anyway, he goes on. What happened was there was about 50 or more juveniles that were shooting fireworks at people. There was also some looting going on. So officers that were on that scene were having a little bit of trouble containing it. So they called what is called the Citywide 3, which every officer in the city responded. That's why you saw so much police presence for for that call to contain that crowd. Now, there is now video going viral of eight to 10 foot aliens walking around Bayside. It's actually just a person walking with a shadow. So I can confirm. Okay, <laughs> but you putting the alien music in your Instagram video isn't right. helping the conspiracy theories. And then you're mocking them a little bit yes, too. Exactly. So they, they don't like that. To you all here today right now that there are no aliens in Miami, in Bayside Marketplace <laughs> at the moment. So it's Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend and stay safe. And at this point, right there, he turns to his left, and they put a a, 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 a sticker image thing of an alien. Aha! Uh-huh. That see. he's looking at, side eye. So they made fun of the whole thing, pretty much. Kind of after not everybody. explaining it for like a week, right? Honestly, I think that would have gone over a lot better if he had just come out straight laced and explained what he explained, because that makes sense. This one called for a straight laced, no yes. yuck yuck explanation because it went on way too long, and then the theories were going bananas on this. Instead, he's poking fun. <laughs> 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 you and your creepy alien music, Miami PD. He LOL'd. <laughs> yeah, he did. All right, well, that's, that's, that's how they want to handle it. Okay. At least they finally said something. I was grateful for Jeez. that. All right, we got uh, we got Jen back tomorrow. Hey, we're full force. There All you right. go. We'll have some headlines for you, but we'll also have a brand new college football champion. There you go. That more. It starts at uh, 6 a.m. tomorrow. And thanks for hanging out. The South Florida Morning Show. See ya.